Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second podcast of the Global Game. As usual, it's your host, Sean D. and Pablo H. So on the agenda today, we're going to overview the 2019-20 season, a season like no other, for obvious reasons. So we're going to look through every table, the top scores, our reactions, and yeah, we'll, and then we'll maybe get a little glimpse of what's to come for next season for the major leagues. So let's get right into it. The Premier League. Reactions? Well, I, I, I think we all saw it coming um, um, after the first, like, 10 games when Liverpool went, were unbeaten, winning home and away, and then going into that December winter break that they have in the Premier League. Everyone was already confident Liverpool would take it, and they did pretty comfortably. Yeah, so if we, look, if we outline the table... Champions League spots, first goes to Liverpool. They're champions after 30 years. Man City second. Man United third. Chelsea fourth. Europa League places to Leicester City and Tottenham. With Wolves and Arsenal missing out, but Arsenal qualifying anyways because of the FA Cup. And teams getting relegated were Bournemouth, Watford, and North City. So did you, did you think it'd be that much of a one-horse race between this season? Yeah, yeah, I I did because I don't know it. It just looked like Liverpool wanted it more. I didn't really see that passion in City all season. I mean, going into the season, I really expected it to be sort of what what, what happened yeah. last year. Yeah, with yeah. one or two points deciding it all down to the last game. I didn't think um, Liverpool would run away with it the way they did this season. It's pretty surprising. Yeah, very surprising. Considering the team City has. Yeah, like, and the coach. Yeah, and the coach. Like, if you look at Liverpool, they've got a, they've got a very good team. But on paper, City is much better. So, With all su- the money City's put in, too. Very surprising that Liverpool could do it in over 38 games. Because I mean, you, you would think City, City would. They could go to the passion Liverpool the players had and the motivation and the way they bonded all together and meshed. It was really like a joy to watch this season for the most part. Yeah, lots of credit to Klopp for that. Yeah, the the Yeah, exactly. The way he did the way he coached the team is time the morale he brought to the team was really unmatched yeah. this season. Manchester United third. Did you see that coming? Not not at all. Wow, what a restart they had. I mean, what at one point they were like eighth, right? They were doing so bad. They were mid-table. And all of a sudden, coming into the the restart, they almost almost won every game. Yeah. Um, Just two players, I would say, high impact, Bruno Fernandes and Mason Greenwood. Yeah, and then Rashford and Martial. Scoring yeah, a lot, too. All of them getting their job done. It just looked that, you know, they just, all of a sudden, I think Bruno Fernandes, and then they all knew Pogba would be back from injury. So I think that just gave them motivation to actually believe they could fight for that Champions League spot. And then 
and they ended up going on a crazy run. So, yeah, well done. Do you still think Pogba is a player he was when United bought him from U of A? If, if If he decides that he wants to, you know, commit himself to Man U, like... I think I think he can be very good, but I don't know. He's always you know, it, it. Just I just get that feeling with him that he just wants to go somewhere else. So yeah, it's been rumors of him leaving for like what, like two three years now. Yeah, yeah. If he were to go anywhere, would you? What do you think? Well, when he was gonna go, he was linked to Real or Barca, so or Juve. But yeah, I thought he'd go back to Juve. Maybe especially now that Pirlo's the coach again. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they did play together. So, yeah, he was like a mentor to him. So, yeah, that would be a, that would be, that'd be big for him. And, yeah, he would probably, yeah, I think he would, he would go back to Juve. Chelsea 4? Not, not as surprising. I, 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 really? I, especially with Lampard as the coach in his first season? With that, with that young of a team, I don't know. I I always thought they 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 played well, and obviously they they just they they got lucky some games. But I think, yeah, I think they did deserve it. Maybe maybe if there was any team who deserved that last Champions League spot, it would have been Leicester. But they obviously had a terrible restart, so it's kind of their fault that they didn't get that spot and Chelsea did. So. I mean, going to the season with the newly appointed Lampard with only one season of experience as a head coach and their their team having a transfer ban, couldn't sign anyone. And what we did no one I don't think anyone saw Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, Reese yeah. James emerging yeah. as a player's day. They were this season. Yeah, and we saw them all improve, too, so much. Like, those first couple of weeks. Like, I don't know, first game, I remember Chelsea lost 3-0 to Man U. But then, you know, the I think the youngsters just grew more confident. Um, yeah, and then, like, at the end of the season, all of them, like, like I think Mason Mount finished the season with the most minutes played for Chelsea. Yeah which is crazy considering his age. Yeah, and that was a 4-0 against United. Oh, 4-0, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, we all thought we'd we'd see a different United, but yeah. they didn't end up. But actually, they, they we actually saw a glimpse of the old United towards the end of the season. Yeah. Leicester fifth. That's actually, a, would they take it? Do you think they'd take that fifth place? I think they really they really blew it, man. They should they were they were in they were fighting for that third place spot all the way up to the pandemic. Restart happened, and then they went on a crazy like losing streak. So I think it's yeah. it's dumb to blame, but yeah, they if they if they would have kept kept up that form, I think they would have definitely made that Champions League spot. But unfortunate for them. Tottenham six is considering the start of the season for yeah. Spurs. It's actually a pretty good result. Yeah, it it is it it is pretty good. I remember they were they were like mid mid table tenth and eleventh yeah. for like half the season. 
I think if they would have finished that low, I don't think Harry Kane would have stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wolves had a good season, seventh, but they sort of also blew it at the end. They didn't even qualify to Europe, and they lost in the semifinals. Yeah, all those... No, teams, quarterfinals, yeah. pardon me. All those teams really seem to have lost their flow after the pandemic. Leicester, Wolves, and Sheffield United. Who oh, yeah, got, especially Sheffield. Yeah. yeah. They were we all, guaranteed a European spot. Yeah. Coming out of promotion, but ninth is still a great result for them. Yeah, it is. Arsenal, eighth. One of their worst league performances in a long time, but somehow they still secured a European qualification. Yeah. So they'll take it. That was... I don't know. Their players just really, like... They knew it was on the line to get that um, Europa League spot with that FA Cup, and then they ended up beating um, City... City in the semis and then, um, or yeah, City and then Chelsea. So, I mean, they have a great, great team on paper too. So it's mm-hmm. pretty surprising where they ended up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Arsenal have never been that consistent of a team, though. I think that's, that's true. Cool. Yeah, and other than that, see, besides Everton coming in twelve, I think. Pretty self-explanatory yeah. league table. Yeah. I think what the did, relegated teams we all saw it coming. What did you think of that final like relegation battle? Because it was it was close, man. With that, yeah, season. Villa survived by one point only. It was, yeah. I mean, they have some actually. They have pretty decent players, but yeah, Jack Grealish, Tyrone Mings, they're all great. But, but yeah, looking into the uh, top scorers, I don't think anyone saw Jamie Vardy winning the Premier League Golden Boot and becoming the oldest player to ever win it. Yeah, crazy. He's like, and he's we all expected maybe Raheem Sterling or Sergio Aguero or Harry Kane yeah. to top the leaderboards. And what's even more surprising was tied for second was Obama Yang, which is not that surprising, but Danny Ings. Scoring yeah. 22 goals for Southampton. Yeah, he had a crazy season. And it, it kind of went unnoticed. No one really spoke yeah. about it. And I think that's just because Southampton just didn't really have that good of a season. Like, if if Danny Angles played for, like, Wolves, maybe he would get probably much more recognition. But if he's playing on a mid-table side, like, no one really takes that into consideration. Yeah, and rounding up the top 10, we had Raheem Sterling at 4th with 20 goals, Mo Salah 19 goals, Harry Kane and Sadio Mane with 18, and then Raul Jimenez, Anthony Martial, and Marcus Rashford with 17 goals. A pretty low-scoring Don't really score that many goals this season. More of a team effort. Yeah, good to see it. The assists were pretty one-sided, though. Kevin De Bruyne scoring 20. Oh, yeah. Which tied the a lot. Record. Tied the record with Terry Henry for most. Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold with 13 and Andrew Robertson with 12. I remember they were fighting for the <laughs> wing back with the most assists. Yeah, and that's Trent it. won this year. Mo Salah, also from Liverpool, comes fourth with 10, tied with David Silva and Huming Son. David Silva in his last Man City season. Ever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sacks. Do you think he got a proper send off or no? No. Oh well, maybe. No, no, he didn't. Losing to Leon. Yeah, all they won was the, ca- the community. All they won was the Capital One Cup. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the Carabao Cup. Yeah, Carabao Cup. Yeah. They coming to the restart. Everyone really predicted them to be favorites for the Champions League, and the FA Cup, and they lost both. Really surprisingly. Yeah. The Arsenal and to Lyon. Yeah, very surprising. Especially, you know, that the depth, like I said before, the depth that City team had. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to keep ha- happening, them losing when it's on the line. Yeah, next in the assist rankings, we had Riyad Mahrez and the standout of the season, Adama Traore, the ex-Barca product, mm-hmm. who could play any other sport, seemingly, because yeah. of his, his body. <laughs> But he was such a high-impact player off the bench this season. I remember the first few restart games for Wolves. He could, the game would be like a nil-nil stalemate. And if he'd come off the bench and almost instantly, he'd either score or assist. Yeah, just... The Real Pimenez. He's a huge threat. Like, when when he's on the field, like, the other team has has much more to worry about than if he wasn't balls in behind, balls to his feet. Like he like he could do it all with that sort of pace and body. So it's yeah. it's definitely a pain to defend. So I think it really like it opened a lot of things up for Wolf, for Wolves because teams had to pay a lot of attention on him. Yeah, and rounding up the top ten for most assists was Harvey Barnes for Leicester and Firmino for Liverpool. So Liverpool kind of dominating the assist charts, showing their team. Yeah, their team. And clean sheets, rather unsurprisingly, Ederson won the Golden Glove. 16 clean sheets in 38 games, though. That's, I don't know. I, from what I saw, Ederson wasn't amazing. I think you need to give more credit to the, well, to Man City's back line, but considering Fernandinho had to drop in and play center back for a lot of the season. They, yeah, they did the very injuries. they did very I think he, he did very well. And yeah, they they did they did very well defending. And I think City one of the reasons why they're able to keep so many clean sheets is because they they played possession ball in the other team's half. So the only way they're gonna conceding is off the counterattack. And with fast players like Mendy and Walker, it's hard to conceive like that. Yeah, and coming second, who had a the man who had a great season and in a way carried his team, Nick Pope of Burnley with fifteen clean sheets. Yeah, what a season he had. I think he cemented himself as the number one choice for England going forward as their goalkeeper. Yeah, a lot of lot of um good players now. Uh, I mean, a lot of good keepers now, like you saw, or like we see here, that um, they also have Dean Henderson now, who also yeah. made oh, we're a coming to. big impact yeah, this so season. Third place was Allison, David De Gea, Dean Henderson, Ree Patricio, and Casper Schmeichel, all tied with 13 clean sheets. Are you surprised by Allison only having 13 clean sheets? Not necessarily because I know Liverpool. Um, Liverpool play a bit more of a 
of a counterattack football and they try to get lots of numbers forward and obviously that can counter if they and also they get cut off yeah and also he was injured for the first part of the season yeah you remember that's very and they had to play um adrian exactly but still with with ballon d'or third place virgil van dyke at center back and like arguably the number one keeper allison in goal it's pretty Mm -hmm. surprising they conceded so many goals Despite winning. Yeah, it is. thing was even more surprising is David De Gea and Dean Henderson having the same amount of clean sheets. Yeah. Their partners. De Gea has conceded so many howlers. Yeah, De Gea really, really had a bad, um, bad last, last couple of games for Manu, even though they're on top form. I think De Gea just, I don't know, it looked like he lost a bit of confidence, so. Hopefully, he'll be back next season to his best if Manny want to have a run at the title. Let's throw credit to him for 13 clean sheets. Yeah, yeah. He he done well at the beginning of the season because when Manny were on terrible form, he was the thing that was that was keeping them alive. And then it kind of switched the other way around for the second half of the season when he got off form, but the rest of the team turned up, I guess. Yeah, so I think moving on from the Premier League to the next big big league, we should talk about our reactions to the La Liga 2009-2020 season, where Real Madrid actually won for the first time in a few years. Were you surprised? Yeah, well... I didn't. Well, Real Madrid, you've always seen they're in a way a little shaky, pretty inconsistent too. But no one really expected Barca and Atletico to be as bad as they were this year. Barca with 82 points, their lowest point tally in who knows how many years, and Atletico Madrid only 70 points. They almost they won 18 and drew 16 games, which is crazy if you think about the talent of that team. Yeah. But did you see Real Madrid winning? No. I, ever since they lost Ronaldo, I always thought that it would all it would be Barca domination. But yeah, I was really surprised with that. With that, I guess they really went from a one man team in a way to a eleven man team. Yeah, yeah, true. Ramos does well in you know keeping the team together. I guess. Yeah, so Barca second, Atletico Madrid third, and Sevilla rounding out the Champions League qualifiers. Pretty unsurprising. Maybe Valencia, you would have thought it would qualify for the Champions League. Mm -hmm. But actually Valencia coming in ninth, so missing out on Europe altogether. Pretty surprising. Yeah. Getafe as well, they they had a really great run at the beginning of the season, but only finishing eighth. Villarreal, Real Sociedad, and Granada qualify for the Europa League. But I think what was the most surprising was Espanyol coming last. Yeah, one team that you like, that's one team you always expect to be in top tier of football, and very surprising to see them go down. But, yeah. I'm not mistaken. I think that's the first time in their history, maybe. Could be wrong, though. Whatever. Yeah, I've never Remember, seen 
I've never seen him in the second tier. So, I mean, I think it's like one positive for Barca fans that their local rivals came last and got relegated. <laughs> yeah. One thing that's good. Oh, now that Messi's staying. Yeah. Well, we'll get into in a future yeah. podcast. Yeah. So, going to top scorers. Well, actually, before that, we should say that Mallorca and Leganes for the other teams to get relegated. Salta Vigo, one point away. And Salta Vigo, also a pretty big team. Yeah. And Real Betis, five points away. Also a big team. So, pretty surprising league standings this year in Spain. Yeah. Good to- but what was unsurprising... Sorry to interrupt us. I can say what you want to say. Like we, we saw in both these leagues, it's good that they weren't shut down because of the pandemic because all these relegation spots would have been so, were so hard to determine. Yeah. Weird. Exactly. So, but what was rather unsurprising was who won the top scorer. And it was, yeah. of course, Leo Messi. Yeah. The GOAT. Yeah. But 25 goals is the lowest tally in a while, I believe. Second place was Benzema with 21. He had a pretty big comeback year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kind of like controls his, he's the main creator of the Real Madrid attack now. Now that Bale doesn't play anymore and Ronaldo left and the rest of their wingers are pretty young. Yeah, I think if there's anyone who, who they, they trust the most, it's him and Ramos and he got the job done this season. Yeah, Sergio Ramos coming 10th for top yeah. scorer. He scored 11 goals this season, which is crazy. Crazy. Gerard Moreno with 18 and Luis Suarez with 16 and Raul Garcia with 15 rounding out the top five. Pretty familiar names for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think what's the most surprising is how Sergio Ramos, a center back, scored almost twice as many goals as the 100 and. $60 million forward, Antoine Griezmann. <laughs> yeah. Who I said from the get-go was not a great signing for Barca, but we'll get into that mm-hmm. another time. Messi also topped the top assists. Leaderboard with 21. So he was the first player ever, I believe, to score 20 goals and get 20 assists in the same season. Yeah, very impressive. So that's crazy. When everyone talks about Kevin De Bruyne being the best passer and assister in the world, here you have Messi score, getting 21 assists while scoring 25. I never even, on all the news articles that I've been seeing, that never even popped up, all I've been seeing was how good of a season De Bruyne had, and everyone, everyone tends to ignore that. Yeah, I think everyone just focuses on the goals for... Messi, because it allows him yeah. to compare him to Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Messi scored three of the four hat-tricks in the entire league this season. Which is crazy. And Thibaut Courtois winning the um, Zamora Trophy, which is uh, awarded by the newspaper Marca to the goalkeeper with the lowest goals-to-game ratio. So in 34 games, he conceded 20 goals. Yeah. Very good. Ter Stegen not even being in the top five. So credit to Courtois, who the last few years people were complaining about a lot. A great comeback year. Yeah, for him too. Yeah, and Oblak, obviously, many consider him to be the 
best in the world at his position. He came second, conceding 27 goals, but in 38 games. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that's all we had to say for La Liga. Yeah. So, Bundesliga, rather unsurprising league table, league finish. Mm-hmm. As usual, Bayern Munich won. So, you're happy? Yeah, very happy. It was actually a bit a bit um, closer than I would have expected up to up to the last couple of game weeks when I I think Bayern just I think when ever since Hansi Flick took over they've just had a whole different you know vibe to the team and that crazy like eighteen undefeated weeks um, and I I think that win over Dortmund that one 0 win really sealed it yeah so, yeah. A great ship for Joshua Kimmich. Yeah. Sealed the deal. But actually, before Hansi Flick was hired, it was pretty. Bayern were even fourth at one point. Yeah. Under Kovac, not the greatest start uh, to the season, but they really found their form after that. And it was surprising because no one would have expected that Hansi Flick takeover, but because... He came, came um, to the first team. Got um, his first two games as head coach. They lost them both. Yeah, and then ever since, just wins on wins. That was insane. Mm-hmm. We credit to them. Dortmund coming second, thanks to their incredible young team, mm-hmm. led by Erling Haaland. Brandt. Yeah, Brandt. Exactly. They they find they find gems. Yeah. So credit to the club. Red Bull Leipzig, third, unsurprisingly. Good young team. Yeah. Watching Gladbach fourth. They were actually leading the table for yeah. a while. Yeah, they were. They were oh. they were well ahead at the beginning. So credit to them, they're back in the Champions League now. Mm-hmm. Despite not having the best restart, Leverkusen, Hoffenheim, and Wolfsburg round up the Europa League qualifications. I think the big surprise there is Eintracht Frankfurt coming ninth and Schalke coming twelfth. Yeah, the big teams. Yeah, all big teams, but Bundesliga has, um, apart from Bayern, Dortmund, and Leipzig, who always run the top three. I would say it's always really. Uh, it's hard to decide to predict what's gonna happen, so because it's a very even league. Um, after those top three, I would say. Yeah, and then relegation was Paderborn, Fortuna Düsseldorf, and Werder Bremen getting relegated, but actually winning the qualification playoff on aggregate on um, away goals. Yeah. Luckily for them, yeah. they're a pretty big team. They were. Yeah. Pretty mid-table, kind of the top a few years back. Yeah, you wouldn't expect them to lose that um, relegation battle because it means you know it means a lot for them to stay up in the Bundesliga. And you know, I I, I never had a doubt that they would they would lose that um, those those two leg battles. Yeah, and rounding up the top scores, of course, who other than Robert Lewandowski? That Ballon d'Or season, I think, unfortunate for him. 
But yeah. Werner was right there. You have to give him credit well, too. Yeah, twenty-eight to Lewandowski's thirty-four. Yeah, twenty-eight is still an incredible sum. Yeah, no one really pays attention just because of how good of a season Lewandowski had. Yeah, he would have. Werner would have easily finished first in La Liga or Premier League. Yeah. Third is Jadon Sancho of Dortmund. Actually, I didn't really. You don't really hear it a lot that he had that many goals. Yeah. People mostly talk about his assists. Yeah, I know. That's a, all I, I that, hear about is his assists. Yeah, and I think everything other, the big other revelation and the top scorers is Erling Haaland coming sixth despite only playing half the season and still getting 13 yeah. goals. That's 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 very impressive. Yeah. He, 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 a hat-trick he, on his debut. I think. Off the bench. Yeah. He adapted so well to the Bundesliga. Tenth, Serge Gnabry with 12 goals along with Kai Havertz. Two young players. Yeah. The future of Germany. Yeah. And leading the top assist was Thomas Muller with 21, which also went unnoticed. Again, more than De Bruyne, same amount as Messi. At, since you watch every Bayern game, did, did the commentators talk about, talk about that a lot or not really? Yeah, well, everyone was just talking about um, how much of a how good of a season Miller has ha- had this year, because in the past or last couple of years, I guess he hasn't been on his top form. You know, Bayern obviously not doing particularly well in the Champions League, and then this year. You know, a whole new flow to the team. Miller was kind of... I, I honestly didn't think he would be starting over Coutinho but in that camp position, but he started almost every game. I think Hansi Flick was a big factor to him playing so well. And then, yeah, he was... He, I think apart, obviously, Neuer wears the captain armband, but I think he's really their true captain. Yeah. And, yeah, other than that, Sancho came second with 16 assists. So, 17 goals and 16 assists. It's almost as good as Messi. Yeah, just... A great season for him. Yeah, very, very... That, that's that's really good for uh, such a young young player. And that's, that's why everyone wants him. Exactly. Uh, clean sheets, of course, who other than Manuel Neuer, 15... Credit to him because the Bayern defense has been actually not as good as it used to be. Votang aging, Hummels left. Mm-hmm. Alaba becoming a center back. Yeah. No, so a couple no. big saves. Yeah. Roman Berkey of Dortmund comes second. Peter Gulashi, Lucas Radecki. So rounding out the top four. Pretty unsurprising names. Yeah, the ones you would expect. Yeah, and that pretty much sums up the Bundesliga. So cool. For the fourth league that we'll look into in depth, we got the Italian league, the Serie A. Mm-hmm. Of course, won by Juve. But again, kind of like the Bundesliga, wasn't that clear. It was pretty much a title race towards the end. Yeah, but... 
the thing I, I was about to ask you about too is what do you think about these teams like um, Liverpool and Juve who just who who kind of just choked after being crowned champions? Yeah, I think it just it plays into the mental yeah part of the players. I think they know that they won, so they're taking it easy yeah. because they know that nothing's really on the line for them. Yeah. I think that's why the tables look a bit closer than they should. Yeah, exactly. They were only one point off Inter Milan and five off Atalanta and Lazio. But Lazio were second and first for so long. Yeah. Also, they finished fourth. So, kind of like Borussia watching Gladbach, yeah. Leicester City and Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Sort of appeared like a choke a bit. Yeah. Some people thought Lazio were going to win it. And then yeah. just went, went downhill. But Inter, a great comeback season, led by obviously um, their Antonio Conte and their players, including Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez. I think, do you think they're back for good as a top European team? Yeah, I I do think so. With if um, well, the main one who they're talking about leaving is uh, Martinez, and I think if he stays. They will be a top um, team next season, especially with um, who the likes of Hakimi coming in, um, offering that pace. And I know Ashley Young's getting old, but he can get the job done as the left wing back. And Arturo Vidal might be coming in on a three. Oh yeah, that's very true. Vidal. Yeah, I think I think their defense looks very good, and their offense. And then I think they just need a bit bit of help in that midfield and then they could be um they could definitely contest next season um in Serie A and potentially even Champions League. I think it's more everyone everyone every soccer fan is happy to see them back and now they're yeah. waiting for AC Milan to also return. Mm-hmm. Both Milan teams were the top at the top last 10-15 years and now sudden they had a fall from grace so to see them improve is yeah, very nice for fans. Atalanta continued their. They followed up their like historic season last year with the same third place again, a great Champions League run. Yeah, almost had PSG. Then. Yeah, Lazio fourth. We spoke about them how they were really at the top for a while. Mm-hmm. Actually, they never actually led, but they were so close yeah. behind in second. So they really look promising. Roma, fifth, so missing out on Champions League. Milan, qualifying for Champions League again. And Napoli, seventh, which is a disappointing season for them, considering they were challenging for the title a few years back. Yeah. I, I just I don't think they really have that good of a team anymore, Napoli, with um, uh, Mertens getting old and... I don't know, Insigne can't really carry the team by himself, so I think it's going to be tough for them in the upcoming years. But they still won the Coppa Italia, so they were the yeah. only team other than Juve to get silverware, so I think both great. take it. Yeah, they had a great performance. Man. Silverware in Italy is so rare, given that Juventus wins everything. Yeah. Well, Juve didn't have a good um, a good season when it in those games when it counted most cup games and um, and Champions League of course yeah, for sure 
And the relegation battle, pretty unsurprising. Lecce, Brescia, and Sfal. Yeah. Brescia, though, had Sandro Tonali. So they actually got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Sort of like what they called the next Pirlo. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch much of him, but everyone talking a lot of good things. Yeah, I saw him when, when uh, they played um, Inter in the restart. Mm-hmm. He had a great game. And he was even linked to them. So credit to him. Top scorers was the biggest surprise, Chiro Immobile winning the not only the Golden Boot in Italy, but the Golden Boot across Europe for the most goals. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he had a great season as well. One no one really saw that coming. Like yeah, kind of. He was like a flop for yeah. Dortmund and in Spain yeah. and Sevilla. And back in his home country, he played so well. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo with 31 goals at his age. It's amazing. Yeah. 35 years old, scoring 31 goals in the league. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, he, he's kept his consistency ever since. I think he had a great restart, though, because it's the beginning of last season. He, he was looking really shaky. He didn't score for like yeah. 10 games. Yeah, he was. Lukaku, his first season at Inter, 23 goals. So he's bouncing back as yeah. a top striker. Yeah, I think he he really suits that playing style with um, Martinez um, beside him. You know, hold up and then pace over the top. Yeah, what do you, would you rate that transfer an A? Yeah. Yeah, along with Alexis, yeah. who also had a yeah. comeback here in a way. And eight assists in the season. Both coming in from United with Ashley Young, looking like a complete different person. Yeah, all, all of them really catching good form. All thanks to Antonio Conte and his style of playing for Inter. Yeah. And yeah, that sums up the league. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Wojciech Szczesny playing instead of Buffon? He only got 11 clean sheets this season, finishing fourth. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess they're, were they fighting for playing time, kind of? I don't think so. No. They're just, yeah, so. I think maybe even Buffon knows yeah. past his time. Yeah. I don't know. I thought Szczesny had an all right season, but sometimes Juve, even though Juve is kind of known for their, um, or all Italian teams are kind of known for their good defense, Juve didn't have um, the greatest here, but you know, Szczesny, Szczesny looked good whenever I saw him. Well, yeah, well, yeah. it wasn't Juve's fault. Cellini Torres yeah. had a big injury at the start of the year, and that put yeah. their new center back from Ajax right in the action. So that sums up Italy. So for the rest of the big leagues, instead of going too in-depth, we're just going to say our thoughts about the winner. Starting with Liga, of course, none other than PSG. As expected. Yeah. Well, they were actually, they didn't end up playing their 38 games. Yeah. But still were awarded. And that's pretty unsurprising. No one really believed that they would choke it up. Despite not that great, not that great of a performance overall, 
They still got credited as champions. Eredivisie, Ajax won. Actually, on goal difference, given that their league was canceled and they were awarded the championship, which is actually seems pretty unfair given that they were tied on points with AZ Elkmar. Mm-hmm. Do you think... That's a big uh, decision from from the league, but I think just because of how much success, success they've had in the past, it was, it was, it's kind of fair to give it to them, I would say. So you, 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 if you were the one making the choice, you wouldn't void the season and you'd award them as champions? I would even go as far as to just give them maybe a playoff, a little two-game battle for it. Yeah, that'd be good. Would they have to actually? Um, they'd have to get some warm-up games going, though. You can't put them yeah. right into that. Yeah, that's very true. PSV coming fourth, so missing out on Champions League. Well, they haven't been that great in a while, so. Yeah. But I expect at the top, as suspected. Premier League in Portugal was different, with Porto winning it all. It's usually a three four horse race between Porto, Benfica, Braga, and Sporting. And that was the order this year. Benfica losing Joao Felix to Atletico Madrid. Their young talisman. The Porto winning. Anything to add? I, yeah, I, I just thought Porto had, had, on paper, their team looked really good this season. So uh, Yeah, and they were pretty consistent. Him. Yeah. Winning 26 out of 34 games. Yeah. Great performances. Belgium, none other than Club Rouge winning again. Their season was also canceled, but they were 15 points ahead. So that decision made a lot of sense. Yeah. Austrian League, who else than Red Bull Leipzig? Sorry, Salzburg. Led at the beginning of the season by Haaland. Mm-hmm. Until he left halfway through. And they also had the Japanese player who was sold to Liverpool. Yeah, Mini Man. Exactly. So they're pretty, they're good. They're very good at developing young players, it seems. Yeah. It's a good league to get started. Yeah. The ties with Red Bull Leipzig. So you can get an easy transition to a Champions League game. Yeah. So they won again, winning their 14th title. And that pretty much rounds up the big European league. So our final topic, which we actually kind of touched on, if there were to be a Ballon d'Or this year, Solely based on this last season, who would you award it to and why? Actually, who would your top three be? My top three would would be the usual um, Lewandowski. I mean, Messi, Ronaldo. And then my third would be Lewandowski. And I'd probably have Lewandowski to win it all. Just because of you need to take into consideration what he did for... Um, for Bayern and that and when you compare him to Messi and Ronaldo especially this year both of them um, didn't even make it to the semifinals of of Champions League and that that's kind of a must in order to be in the talks so that's why I would give it to Lewandowski 
Yeah, I actually agree with you. I'd put Messi, Ronaldo, and Lewandowski as a top three with an honorable mention to Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. He had a great personal season, but solely based on the precedence of the Ballon d'Or, how Luka Modric won it, despite not having that great of an individual season, but winning the Champions League and coming second in the World Cup, they gave it to him. Mm-hmm. So I think Lewandowski, based on winning the top goal scorer and actually winning the Champions League and Bundesliga and the Cup, I think he deserves it this year. If it were to happen, obviously. Yeah. And who would you give the best young player to? Tough call. I know everyone wants it to be Alfonso Davies, but I think he, he was just kind of showing up at the end of the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Alfonso just because of... I think he he um he did he was like a big contributor in Bayern's Champions League success so yeah, I'd I'd give him for that but I know Phil Foden also had a great season. Yeah. So on that note, thank you very much for tuning in to our second ever podcast, and we look forward to recording another one. Thank you, Pablo. Yep. See you. And see everyone soon. All right.